This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Hi, I'm Angela Solomons. I'm the Education Coordinator with Taranaki Community Law, and I am the Law Lady. I'm bringing you the legal information you need to know. Well, it's all And today we are going to be talking about alcohol harm and specifically about some alcohol reforms that um, are taking place around the licensing of alcohol. So, as always, this show is only general information and your specific circumstances might be different. If you'd like some specific advice, you can give Taranaki Community Law a call on 0800 529 878 or you can contact your own lawyer. Just a note that currently Taranaki Community Law is closed for the Christmas and New Year period. We will reopen for appointments on Wednesday the 17th of January, and our first appointments in Stratford will also be Wednesday the 17th of January, in Hawara on Thursday the 18th of January, and in Waitara on the 24th of January, which is also a Wednesday. So um, you can give us a call, but we will not be checking our messages or our emails over that time. Uh, The information on my show isn't meant to replace individual advice from a lawyer, but we would like to hear from you. So you can also um, post on our Taranaki Community Law Facebook page or um, follow Taranaki Community Law on Instagram or on TikTok. Again, though, we won't be checking those messages until we return in January. Alcohol harm is one of the things that we talked about in the CLCA hui, which I've sort of mentioned a couple of times. And it's really interesting. Um, It's not something we do a great deal of here in Taranaki, but it is really helpful to kind of understand how it works and, and what it's about. So... Um, There's quite a lot of research around alcohol harm and the CLCA um, provided some funding for a bunch of community law centres to do some work around the kind of um, alcohol harm space and what legal rights people have in relation to it. So we did some research around the um, where there are a lot of um, outlets, or so we're mostly looking here at off licences, although on licences are also a problem, where there are a bunch of off licences in the kinds of communities that they are in and the kinds of harm that they are maybe causing. And one of the things that the research found was that the places with the highest number of off-licences were predominantly Māori communities. So it wasn't just about um, poverty. So there was a lot of um, places where there are a large number of off-licences are in um, communities where there is more poverty. So that is also the case. But separately from that, um, there are a large number in predominantly Māori communities, which is a really kind of telling statistic around what the people who are providing off licenses are actually doing and and the harm that they might be causing because they are causing harm in some very specific communities rather than it's not a blanket thing where there are a bunch of off licenses evenly spread around different socioeconomic levels or um, different ethnicities etc it's the harm is concentrated in specific communities Um, in terms of the most Um, damaging 
statistics around the off-licences, Taranaki doesn't actually feature in those, which is great. So we do not have um, a significant number of off-licences per person or anything like that. We don't hit the top 10 in Aotearoa. So that's at least a little bit reassuring. That's not to say, however, that there aren't still problems around alcohol harm here in Taranaki, because obviously there are. Um, And the um, support that community law centres are providing isn't to say to people, hey, no one should be drinking, we should absolutely prevent anybody from buying alcohol. That's not what this is about. This is about enabling people within our communities to be able to access the law in a way that they can, in a way that works for them, so that they can effectively participate in the legal processes around licensing of alcohol. So we kind of need to back it up a little bit. Alcohol is licensed, so there are two kinds of licenses, and I've already mentioned them. There's an on-license and an off-license. Sometimes you can have both on the one premise, and sometimes it's just one or the other. An on-license is where you are licensed to provide alcohol on the premises. So think about things like restaurants, bars, nightclubs, all of those kinds of things are on licenses, so they have a license to provide alcohol on the premises. Off licenses, pretty obvious, this is where you provide alcohol to be taken off the premises. So this, the most obvious form of an off license is of course a bottle store. Right, so you go to a bottle star store, you buy your alcohol, you take it away. The other big off-license sort of group in this space is actually supermarkets. Right, so supermarkets have an off-license. They can take the alcohol off the premises when you buy them from a supermarket. So those are your kind of main forms of off-licenses. And both of these, on-licenses and off-licenses, are handled through your territorial authority. Usually that's your district um, council. Councils are the ones who manage the licensing process for on and off licenses in their particular areas. And that's how the licensing component works. So each council will have people who do these licensing and um, they will have information on their websites about how the process works and how people can kind of get involved. And it's the involvement of the community that most of this um, alcohol harm research and reform has been based on. So um, the person who would like the off-licence or the on-licence, they make an application to what's called the District Licensing Committee. So that's the people who make the decision about whether a licence should be granted, and again, that sits with your district council. They make the application to them, and then there are opportunities for objections. So I'll break for a first song. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit about some of the reforms and um, the changes that have been made around making objections to um, an on-licence or an off-licence, because these have changed fairly recently. So our first song today, um, this is by Kenny Loggins and this is Footloose.
Radio 104.4 FM and today we have been talking about alcohol harm and specifically the alcohol licensing process and how um, people can get involved. Uh, it used to be that in order to make an objection to an alcohol license you had to show that you had some kind of standing, some kind of um, interest greater than the general public. For example, uh, that you lived very close by or that there was a school or something else like that close by that your children attended, etc, etc. There have been a bunch of reforms in 2023 and there are hopefully going to be a bunch more in 2024 that have kind of changed the way that this process works a little bit. Currently, um, so the starting point is that a application for an on or off license is made to a district licensing committee and then that is advertised so if you have a look on any council websites that's normally where that is i think they're also um, published in local newspapers but most of the time websites are where people are going to get that information and so that person will say hey i want to get a license for this place um, this is the name of the company who wants the license, sometimes that's a renewal, so they've previously had a license and they'd like to have it renewed, and sometimes it's a new license, so they'd like to have a new um, bottle store or supermarket or whatever. You now have um, 25 days in which you can lodge an objection, and you don't have to prove that there's a specific reason why you might want to make that objection. So people have 25 days from when this is initially lodged to object to that license. You just have to fill in a form, put in a little bit of your details, and then it goes into the council who are the people who manage this process. You don't have to provide evidence in that first step. You're just essentially lodging your objection. So if you object to the idea of this um, off-license, um, for a variety of reasons, whatever that reason might be, then that's how you do that part of the process. So it used to be, I think it was 20 days um, that you had to object. Now you've got 25, and you used to be able to have you used to have to justify your standing, so the reason that you were making an objection. So that is um, no longer the case with these new reforms. There are a couple of additional reforms as well that are less relevant to the objection process. Um, appeals must only be for judicial reviews now so they can't um, argue that conditions are um, not fair or that there are some other problems with them exactly the same as any other council process so it's just um, clamped down a little bit on appeals that applicants might be making so applicants were appealing a lot of these decisions which was kind of holding up the process um, requiring councils to pay quite a lot of money um, in order to defend these and sort of making the whole thing quite slow that's no longer the case, um, and um, district law uh, district licensing committees may now decline or consider conditions on renewals as well as on new applications. So there have been some changes there. In 2024, um, hopefully, we're not exactly sure if this will still happen, but it is likely, um, there will no, no longer be any unnecessary formality uh, around the licensing committee processes. So you don't have to worry, it shouldn't be like a court. Again, this is a reform that's coming, including um, that there would not be any ability to cross-examine people. Um, it will only be the licensing committee itself that can test the evidence, not um, other parties. Uh, Takanga must be included, and you will be able to give evidence in Te Reo Māori. Again, this is hopefully coming in 2024. 
So there have been some changes in this space. Um, the opportunity for people in the community is that you can use this process if you have objections and community law centres can help you to do this part of the process. So there will be some videos um, that are going to be on the community law website and I will post a link to that website and hopefully to those videos. They were just uh, making some changes, so I'm not 100% certain if they will be up as you are listening to this, but I will post a link to that website explaining how this process works and what your options are if you wanted to make an objection and to contact your local community law centre because this is something that we can help people with. So this is part of that access to justice. Um, where there's an unmet legal need, we can help people if they want to make objections and they're not sure how to go about that process. So um, as I said, the applicant makes their application, then a notice is put out and then you have 25 days to basically lodge your objection to say, hey, I object and provide a little bit of information around why you object. And after that point, um, there will be a hearing of the District Licensing Committee. Now, um, up until this point, sometimes they just say what day it is and then you have to turn up. So you do have to provide that evidence in person, uh, which can be a little bit annoying because you might have to wait around for that um, committee to hear this particular licence. Um, that's something they kind of need to be aware of, that you do need to be available to be there in person. As well as that, um, the District Licensing Committee also hears from a bunch of other people as well. So I'll break for our second song and we'll talk a little bit more about, so you've made an objection and then what is the next step in the process. And our second song today is by uh, Bruce Springsteen and this is Glory Days.
on Access Radio 104.4 FM and today we have been talking about the alcohol licensing process. The alcohol licensing process is one that is run by your district council and there are what are called district licensing committees who make decisions on alcohol licenses. So in order to sell alcohol either on premise or off premise uh, an applicant must have a license and these licenses also need to be periodically re renewed as well. So there's both applications for new licenses and applications for renewals of licenses. As part of this process to get an alcohol license uh, you have an opportunity to object. So people in the community can make objections to either, again, either the granting of a new alcohol licence or the renewal of an alcohol licence. There are a bunch of grounds that you might want to object as a result of. So when you make that application to object, um, you're going to need to put in your contact details. You need to specify the grounds on which you object and there are a couple of different sections that you can use. So um, section 105 is for new applications and section 131 is for renewals and there's in both of those sections there's a list of the different grounds that people can use to object. Um, sometimes it's around people, um, particularly for renewals, if they are otherwise not obeying the law. So for example if they had um, some employment issues then that could be one of the grounds. Sometimes it's just around things like um, you know, the, the public public order, um, you know, the, the good nature of the environment, all of those kinds of things. So there's a bunch of different grounds that you can specify as being the grounds that you object on. It doesn't have to be super legal grounds, um, particularly for community members. Um, when you are making your objection, it's less about kind of statistics and legal arguments, and it's more about that kind of anecdotal evidence that you might have about what is happening in your community. So when you first make your objection, um, you just need to specify the grounds. You don't need to provide a whole bunch of evidence at that point. That comes later when you actually come to the hearing. You need to sign it and you need to date it. Um, when you do that, when you make an objection, your contact details or your details are actually public. Um, publicly available. So if there was a reason that you didn't want your own name attached to it, um, it's a little bit complicated because then you could get somebody else can also object and then they can call you later on in the process. Um, but that's the kind of thing you'd want to have a chat with somebody about if you're a bit unsure. So once the um, application for the licence has been advertised and they've given the appropriate timeframes for people to make objections. Then it goes to a hearing that the district licensing committee has, as well as objections from members of the community. There are also a couple of other people who are involved. So um, the district council themselves have a person who's like a licensing officer and they go and check and they provide a report. The police can, um, but don't always, also provide reports depending a little bit on the circumstances of, of the licence and how busy they are and things like that. And then anybody else who's made an objection can also come along and explain and provide evidence for their objection. That's the point at which 
you are going to need to provide some evidence. But as I said, it's more about kind of anecdotal stuff. It's not about having a whole bunch of statistics or being able to point to that kind of thing. It can be things like here are some photos of all of the rubbish around the off-licence as a result of the off-licence or stories about being harassed by people um, as you are walking in that area because they're trying to harass you for money to go and get alcohol. Um, it could be evidence that they were um, open around school hours. This is a big problem. Uh, those kinds of things. So it doesn't have to be like hardcore kind of statistical evidence. It is more about, um, you know, for your community, what it is that you are objecting to and the anecdotal evidence that you have of how this is impacting on your community or how it might impact on your community. It can include things like the layout of the um, of the store. So, for example, if you could walk past it and look in and see lots of alcohol or if um, things which are very enticing for young people are right at the front, etc., etc. So it can be those kinds of things as well. It's about the real-life issues that people will be facing as a result of either this new um, licence or of a renewal of that licence. Um, you can also request a non-publication order um, at a later point, so if you're worried about having your name attached to something. However, again, your contact details initially at least will still be publicly available. And you can both object to the licence and its and its whole, so you can object to the whole thing, um, but you can also ask for some conditions as part of that licence. So it doesn't one doesn't negate the other. So you can say, I object to this licence, I don't think they should be getting an off licence at all, but if you do grant it, then actually there's a whole bunch of conditions that I think they should need to meet. And again, these could be around things like the layout of the store or um, the opening hours, you know, for example, if they're close to a school that they shouldn't be able to open, you know, around school time, etc., etc. So there are there are both of those things that you can do. And saying that you object entirely does not mean that you also can't put in objections um, around conditions as well. So there are a couple of options there. Uh, as I said, there will be some information on the community law website, and that will have a little bit more about that process. And this is the kind of thing that if you needed some help to make an objection, you could come in and see somebody at Taranaki Community Law to help provide you with that as well. Um, if you've got any questions about this or any other legal issue, you can um, call Taranaki Community Law on 0800 529 878. But just a reminder, um, we are not open for appointments again until Wednesday the 17th of January. Um, but as always, this is also general information. It's not meant to replace advice of a lawyer because your specific circumstances may differ. Otherwise, ka korero ahau, This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.